0: Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. Well, good evening. How's everybody doing? Good. Can we give it a hand for all of our mamas again? They deserve two hands, right? We love you. You're the real heroes, the real MVPs. I think I can speak on behalf of everybody in here. Uh, We would literally not be here with, out you. Like it's science. For real, we would not. But, but we love you, man. We hope you feel all kinds of valued and uh, cherished today. And I'm, I'm really excited about uh, sharing with you tonight, but I just want to let um, you know something up front, because I know there's expectations about who speaks on Mother's Day and what that looks like. So I just want you to know up front, um, just right at the start, right? If you don't know me, I want you to know this. Uh, I am... I'm not a mom, okay? So I'm not a mom, don't worry. I'm not gonna like give you a pep talk on how you could parent better because I do not know, okay? And I'm not gonna tell you how you can do your job better because I think there's plenty of social media and blogs to do that for you, okay? You don't need me to do that. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to be sharing tonight. I think God has something really um, special for us. And uh, man, as a communicator, um, they say that your intro is just like the most important part, right? It's the part where you like hook people in with a joke, right? You get them laughing, you get them on your side. And um, actually, I'm going to blow that up a little bit uh, because I really think God wants that to happen. Um, I really, really felt impressed that there were some people in this room that I needed to acknowledge because I know that this day, uh, this weekend is not easy for everyone. I know a lot of people who don't even come to church on Mother's Day weekend because it's really painful time for them. And so I believe that God wanted me to remind you of a few simple truths, if that's okay. And so for those of you who have a strained relationship with your mother, um, the mamas who have a strained relationship with the child, uh, I want you to know that God sees you, that he loves you today, every day after that to all of the women in here who uh, chose not to be a mom. And this weekend holds kind of extra bit of weirdness, maybe even some guilt and some shame. I don't know how that could look for you, but I want you to know God sees you. He loves you just the way you are. And for all of the women, all of the mamas in here who have maybe lost a child, i the children who have maybe lost a mother. And this weekend is just like a swift kick in the stomach, man. I want you to know that you are seen by God and deeply loved by him today and every day after that. For all of the women who are yearning to be mothers, maybe you got word that's not gonna happen for you or maybe that's not your story yet. I want you to know Man, God sees you today. He loves you today and every day after that. So I want you to experience this weekend, this Mother's Day weekend at Creekwood, and I want you to feel the tangible love and peace and joy that only God can bring your heart. Amen. And before we jump into the word, let's pray together, can we? God, we love you. Lord, we are so grateful that you're here, you're with us, you're moving, you're speaking, you're doing stuff even now. Holy Spirit, would you come and do the things that only you can do? God, continue the work that you are starting within each of us. God, we love you. We want to hear from you tonight. God, that's our greatest prayer today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys are dismissed. No, I'm just kidding. You're (laughs) No, you're stuck with me for like another 30. Um, no, you're, you're also witnessing um, a Mother's Day miracle tonight. Um, Pastor Steven has asked me to speak on this weekend for four years now. And every year I've said, absolutely not. That is literally never going to happen. I'm not going to do that. Um, and I got tired of saying no this year. Um, and I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that I did because I really believe that God has something special um, for each of us tonight. And as I was praying um, for you, right, praying, God, what do you want to speak to us tonight, right? Like, what do you have on your heart for us? What can we learn from your word? How can we start to look a little bit more like you? And I really felt like God wanted me to remind every single person in this room through his word that there is someone who needs you. There is someone who needs you. And so on this Mother's Day, right, I don't want to just give a cute little Mama's Day message because I really felt like God reminded me and he wanted me to tell you today. He said, hey, Sarah, I just want to remind you that you actually don't have to birth a child to mother someone, and guys, you're not off the hook. You don't get to check out because you're here, right? You check that in. Because uh, men, you do not have to be a biological dad to father someone. There is somebody who needs you, whether you are biologically responsible for them or not. We are all called to be moms and dads and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and grandparents to someone. Right? There's someone who needs you. And this is the way that God set up, right, the church. This is the way God set up his kingdom, how he wanted us to operate, right, because we are the church. not just a building and four walls and institution, whatever. We, right, both you and me, us, we are the church. And I just, I want to just kind of blow this up right now because I think it's a great way to frame everything. Uh, But I want you to know that Jesus did not die, so you could go to church. Jesus did not die a brutal, painful death so you could just come here for an hour on Saturday night. And trust me, I love this hour. I work here. Like, I love this hour. I think this hour has limitless potential. Like, God can do stuff in this hour. But I believe there's more for you. Jesus did not Just die so you could go to church. He died so we could be the church, right? That was his plan all along. I believe that everyone in this room has the unique opportunity. I actually believe the unique responsibility to leverage the gifts that God has given you for the good of others. So let's look in scripture today. Let's see where God says this. In 1 Peter chapter 4 Verse 10 is going to be kind of our hallmark scripture today. It says this. It says, every believer has received grace gifts. So use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many-colored tapestry of God's grace. Say every believer. What do you think every means? Every? You think it means everybody? Everyone. Every believer has received gifts. Everyone. Not just the senior pastors, not just the senior leaders, not just the lead volunteers and the people who have everything together, right? The people who look like they have their stuff together and they don't mess up and they don't screw up and they do everything right. Every believer, every believer has received grace gifts. And what do we do with them? We use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many-colored tapestry of God's grace. There is someone who needs something that God has put inside of you. There actually might be someone in this room who needs something that God has put inside of you. Like you might need what they need, right? And you as a couple might need what they've learned as a couple. And you and your finances might actually need what they have learned from their experiences. Everyone in this room has a gift. There's something that God has put on the inside of you. If you would just make yourself available to use it. And I I know someone who does this Really, really well. I'm telling you, you don't think I could get through a Mother's Day message and not talk about my mama, right? I have four other siblings. i got to be like the favorite child somehow. And I'm telling you, but this isn't just cute for this message. My mom lives this. I don't know anybody who will willingly give of their time and their wisdom, their gifts more freely than my mom. I'm telling you, all growing up, our house um, was Grand Central Station. That's what we called it. Anybody have a house like that? Where just everybody's coming in and out of it. I can't even tell you how many of my friends have lived with my family, right? They're the most open-handed bunch. Um, But what I'd love was growing up, I would have friends come and spend the night. Because you know when you're like 12 and 13, that is the pinnacle of greatness. You know what I'm talking about? And if you hear no, that's like life-altering. Like that can't happen. Uh, But my, my parents would let me have friends come spend the night and something really interesting would always happen. It was kind of a pattern that I would always see um, because my mom would jack, hijack my slumber parties, always. This is always how it ended up. So they would come over, and I thought to hang out with me, you know what I mean, to like for us to have a good time, and we'd end up um, hanging out, having dinner. We'd hang out with my family, my parents, um, because they're really fun, really wonderful, and uh, the night would always end, we'd be sitting around a couch, and, and one of my girlfriends would be talking to my mom about some sort of, um, you know, relationship problem that you have when you're 13, or uh, some sort of parent problem, you know, some problem at school, or whatever it is, and uh, my mom would end up, I would find out later, because I would go to bed, you know what I'm talking about? I'm like, it's midnight now, I'm going to go to sleep, and I would wake up the next morning and find out that my mom had been talking with my friend at like two in the morning. Right? She just completely hijacked my slumber party. But it's because my mom has learned some stuff. My mom has some gifts. Because what you don't know about my mom is she um, was raised by an alcoholic dad. Um, she was raised by a mom who fell into a deep, dark depression. Right? Has overcome a lot of stuff. She was raised with six sisters and a brother and like no money. She got married right before she turned 18. She had four kids by the age of 28 and five by the age of 35. My mom knows some stuff, right? She's learned some stuff. And what is beautiful is I've seen her time and time again leverage the gifts that she has been given for the good of someone else, right? And I think all of us can do that. All of us have the unique opportunity to leverage the gifts that God has given us for the good of others, I love the way the Message Bible translates 1 Peter. It says, be generous with the different things God gave you, passing them around so all get in on it. That's such a great picture of family to me. So all get in on it. And I wish so badly I wish so badly that I could stand in front of each and every single one of you and I could listen to your stories and I could listen to your struggle and your, your triumphs and your failures and your pains and I could listen to it all and I could stare you right in the face and I could tell you every single moment of your story is a gift to someone. Every single moment. We have gifts on the inside of us if we could just leverage them. Right? We all have that opportunity. Someone at your job needs you. Someone at your school needs you. Someone around your block, one of your neighbors needs you. Probably someone at the grocery store needs something that is on the inside of you that God has given you. And I really feel like my job tonight is just to be your greatest cheerleader. Because what I'm scared of, I'm scared that the church has gotten it wrong. Because you come in here and you sit here and you watch these gifts on this stage. And I don't want, to ever, want you to ever forget the gifts that you have inside of you. Do you know that you have gifts inside of you that someone needs? Someone, and I think it's our responsibility to leverage those for the good of those who are coming up behind us. I think there are a lot of you who would go, Sarah, um, trust me, I really don't have that much to give. And I don't really know what my life has looked like. Uh, I don't, you're painting a much more romantic picture than is true. And I really believe that my job today is to help you see your life differently. To help you see your life through God's eyes. Second Corinthians 4, 7, it says this. It says, We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's, not ours. We are like common clay jars, carriers of this glorious treasure within. You are. Not just the people who come up on the stage, you are. You carry the glorious treasure of God within you, someone else needs. How many of you have seen Forrest Gump? Yeah, they say it's like one of the top greatest movies ever, and uh, I'm just, it's like an hour and a half too long, you know what I'm talking about? Nobody's like, I'm going to pop this in on a Saturday afternoon and spend the next four hours of my life watching Tom Hanks, like, but, but we all know the famous line, right, um, you never know, or life is like a box of chocolates, never know what you're going to get, right, and I think that that's really true, um, I think that's painfully true, probably, Uh, But I really think because of the scripture that we just read that your life um, is like a treasure chest. Right? Because there's treasure inside of you. And here's the reality. You and I are the unique blend of experiences and family experiences and love and heartache and success and failure and opportunities and academic opportunities and academic challenges. Right? Maybe learning disabilities, uh, pain, sickness, people we've met, people we haven't met, places we've been, places we haven't been. You get the picture. Right? We're a unique blend of all of these things, and I'm telling you, all of these things chip away, pry away, and God uses them to make treasure out of them. Right? And maybe you're like, "I just I need to see that, because I don't see that for myself. And so I think there are a lot of us, um, probably a lot of you in here I'm not going to include myself in that one. I've already spilled the beans. A lot of you guys are married, right? This is treasure within you. A lot of you guys are married. How many of you know that relationships are God's greatest refining tool for us, whether it's marriage or not, right? Friendship, relationship, God uses it. There might be some of you who are on your second marriage or your third marriage, and maybe you feel like this disqualifies you, right, from speaking into those places for someone else. I actually think that it uniquely qualifies you because I think you know the pain of divorce. You know what it looks like for your family. I think you have some lessons learned, What if we used our pain, leveraged it to speak into someone else's? You know? I'm telling you, those who have 50, 60 years under their belt, we need you. You don't get to check out. We need you. you got to talk to the newlyweds who still have, like, stars in their eyes and think their spouse can do no wrong. Like, we need you because you know the truth. We need you to tell the singles, hey, 60 years from now, this is what matters. We need you. You have stuff on the inside of you. There's a lot of you in here who have, um, you've made some money, right? Maybe you've built businesses. Maybe you've lost businesses. Maybe you've invested money. Maybe you've lost some money. Um, And I definitely think if you sat with a 20-year-old and tried to put a budget together, you would be like, I am freaking Dave Ramsey. Like, I know way more about this stuff than I ever thought. What if you used that treasure for the good of someone coming up behind you. Right? I think we can all do this. There's probably a lot of you who have a spiritual background. You know, maybe you grew up going to church. Maybe um, you were in church for a long time growing up and you left the church and you came back um, and you feel like maybe there was a little failure there. I actually think you have the unique Ability to speak into a generation that's coming behind you and remind them, hey, I've been there, I've done that, man. Grass isn't greener. Stay connected, stay plugged in, stay rooted, stay grounded, stay connected into a church. I'm telling you, you have experiences that you can leverage for the good of those behind you. Maybe you've left the faith entirely and you're like, God, I don't even know who you are anymore. What if you could? uniquely speak to somebody who has been doubting, uniquely speak to someone who has been wrestling with their own faith and say, I know it's hard to believe, but let me help you believe. What if we could do that for someone else? And there's a lot of people um, here who have parented, and all parents, like they wear so many different hats. You know, you're like the cook for everybody, and you're like the baseball coach for everyone. You all know about that. Parenting's taught you some stuff. I know I've taught my mom and dad some stuff. They would tell you that right in front of my face. Um, I have four siblings, and I got more spankings than they did collectively. Um, And if you don't spank, that do you. But my mom did her, and I got beat a lot growing up. I was a very strong-willed child. Man, this is the South. Clapping for that. Like it. Um, (laughs) Parents, you've learned some stuff. What if you leverage from the experiences, right, the knowledge that you had? What if you used it for those who are coming up behind you, those who've just had a baby, right? What if you could talk to those new parents and share your knowledge? You treasure on the inside of you. Maybe you have a child, who prodigal child, right, Is maybe kind of gone and done their own thing and is living a life that you would have never dreamed for them, and you don't even want to share that story. Because you think that it actually might be a reflection on you as a parent. What if you and your pain could speak into someone else's? What if we could leverage the gifts that God has given us for the good of someone else? And I know it's really easy um, to think that, man, people don't want to hear that. (laughs) They just want to hear about our our successes, right? They just want to hear about all the times that were good and all the things that we did right. They don't want to hear about failure, But how many of you know that failure is our greatest teacher? It is single-handedly one of our greatest teachers. And what really sucks is that I think the devil knows that. I think the enemy knows that. And so he wants to put these lies in your head that say your failure disqualifies you from being used by God. And I just want right now to uproot those lies and tell you that you will never, ever, ever find a perfect person that God used in Scripture to do big things for him. You'll never find it. You'll never find it. What you'll actually find are a bunch of people who are uneducated, who are unqualified, who have criminal record backgrounds, those kinds of people God used to do the biggest moves on this planet. Do not let your past count you out. Do not let your past count you out. Do not let fear and shame call the shots for another day in your life because God is too good and life is too short and there are too many people who need the treasure that is inside of you. Here's why this um, really means a lot to me, because I think there are a lot of people in this room who, are, who, who bury this treasure within them, right? You see, you've got, I've got all of this, and this is just a, a fraction, right? It's just a fraction. I couldn't cover every gift that's on the inside of you, all of the lessons that you've learned, all of the experiences that you've had. But our question tonight is, um, what are you gonna do with the treasure that's you? What are you gonna do with it? Because I think there's a lot of people who bury it, And the problem is that when they bury it, it's buried with them. And the problem is when you take that route, when your life ends, the value of your life ends with you. And it was never meant to end that way. It was never meant to end that way. And here's why this is so meaningful to me because there are people in my life who shared their treasure with me and I would not be standing here tonight if they hadn't. I had a goofy youth pastor when I was 13 years old who saw something in me who took the time to love me, him and his wife to pour into me. I can't tell you how many times I've sat across the table with them, sat across the living room with them. They gave me their time. They leveraged the things that they had on the inside of them for the good of those who were coming up behind them. Don't let, don't bury it. Don't bury it. Eugene Cho says this. He said, there is so, there is no such thing as a self-made person. Someone believed in you, Someone encouraged you, someone invested in you, someone prayed for you, someone spoke life over you. Be very grateful and be that person for someone else. Can you be that kind of person for someone else? Proverbs 13:22 says, A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. A good person leaves. Right, don't be buried with it. Leave it for someone else who is coming up behind you because this is the truth. The value of a life is always determined by how much of it is given. The value of a life is always determined by how much of it is given away, not by how much you make, not by how much you do in this life, but by how much you give away. That's what God finds is valuable there's someone behind you, there's someone who needs you. Whether you are 80 in this room or you're 15, if there's somebody behind you, there is someone who needs you. Who needs you. They don't need just an hour of Pastor Stephen on a weekend. They don't need just an hour of Pastor Matt on a Wednesday night. They need you to be the church, be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I'm telling you, You have gifts. You have treasure on the inside of you. So what are you going to do with the treasure that is you? How are you going to leverage what God has given you for the good of a generation behind you? I'll never forget, I was at a conference, and there was this woman named Jill Briscoe who spoke. She's in her late 80s, right, has been like a missionary, seen the world been married to her husband for over 60 years and I can't even tell you how powerful it was for her to stand up in front of a bunch, a bunch of young adults and she looked at her Bible and she said, young people, I've seen some stuff. I've gone some places and I want you to know that everything in this book is true. Can you imagine someone leveraging what they've learned, right, to pour into someone else, we can start doing that today. Today, it's not too late. I don't care how old you are, it is not too late because there's somebody behind you who needs you. I could spend the next hour probably talking about how you could give of yourself, give of your time. I think that could look a myriad of ways. I truly do. But I I really do think it could look Like some ways, if you need some ideas, if you're like, how can I start giving myself away? I really think it could look like leading a life group for some of you. I'm not saying this because I want a bunch of life groups. No, I want you to get the stuff in you and other people. It could look like leading a life group. It could look like loving a kid in a classroom out there who just needs some of you, some of what God has put in you and them. It could look like volunteering, talking to a student here on Wednesday nights and telling them, man, I've been there, I've done it. This is the way to follow God. This is how you do it. It Could look like grabbing your neighbor and walking around the block with them, having a conversation. It could look like having coffee. It could look like having breakfast. It could look like having dinner with somebody. I don't care what it looks like. I really don't. I don't care if it happens in this church All I care about is if you are using the gifts that God has given you and you are leaving them for someone else. So here's your homework for the week. I want you um, to look back in your life and, and, and try to remember those who have poured into you. Like I sent an email to my youth pastors this week just saying, thank you I don't know that I've ever thanked you for all the stuff that you've done for me. Like the fact that you didn't have time and you gave it to me and you didn't have money and you like bought me breakfast and hung out and you poured into me. Thank you. If you have that ability, I encourage you, look them up. Communicate to them. Tell them. Express your gratitude. And lastly, I want you to find someone Pray, ask God, if you don't already know right now, find someone or some way that you could start leveraging the gifts that God has given you for someone else. Because there is treasure in you that this world needs. I believe that so much. So much. There's not just treasure in the people that are on this stage, there is treasure in you. There are gifts in you that this world needs to see. treasure in you, and I do not want it to go to waste. Amen. Do you guys bow your head as we pray tonight? God, we are so grateful for your presence. God, we are so grateful for the gifts that you've given us. Man, we didn't work for them. We didn't earn them. We didn't deserve them, but you freely gave because you want us to be your hands and feet here, God. So I pray God, that you would begin to equip and begin to shine your light on ways and people that we can love, that we can pour into. Holy Spirit, use us. Remind us that you have gifts. And I just speak to those places of failure, those places of discouragement in you that you think disqualify you from being used by god and father i pray tonight they would remember your truth above all else if there's anybody in here who hearing me talking about how much god wants to use you and you don't even know god yet i can change today course of your life can change today because God does amazing things like that. Please do not come to the end of your life and realize you've been living for the wrong things all along. Today, if that's you, I want to pray for you. So if you would be bold enough to just lift up your hand, I want to pray for you. If you're like, I need to know this God you're talking about, this one who has a lot of gifts for me, man, I want to know him. I want to use him. Church, would you pray this prayer with me today? Say, Jesus, come into my life. I surrender to you. I'm tired of running and doing things my own way. I want to live for you. Wash me clean. Give me a new heart and a new start. I receive you as my Lord and Savior today. God, be with us this week. God, speak to us. Lead us this week. God, we want to be used by you. We want to use the treasure that you have given us. God, we want to leverage all of the stuff that you have given us for the good of those who are coming up behind us. God, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.